0: Alef. Today's email comes from a quiet YouTube Talmud. The Daf has been transformative, much more than only making sure to hand the Kiddush cup to the other hand, saying the first paragraph of benching out loud, or saying in Toshiv before Kiddush on Shabbos. I start my day and end my day with the Yorimi. The Daf is the focus of my day for sure. I was jittery all Tish above to hear the Daf at the end of the day, Yishkoyach, quiet YouTube Talmud the halacha is you don't go to the end of 2000 tchum and wait there to bring back your animal but what you're allowed to do is you're allowed to call her and she comes to you Abishol says a rule if you're allowed to tell your friend you're allowed to say something for instance like please watch my fruit that are out of my tchum but they're in your tchum and I'll return the favor if you're allowed to say that then you're allowed to be machchik you're allowed to go all the way to the end of the tchum and wait there must to do so. Says the Mishnah, you're permitted to go all the way to the end of the Chum, to wait for Shabbos to be over in order to do things that are required for a kala or for a mace. You could tell your friend where to go, how to go, if it costs more, spend more, as long as you don't specify the amount of money. If a guy brings, says the Mishnah, a flute, and in those days, they would use flutes by Hespeden, by the Levaya, if he brings it, it's also to use that flute forever unless it comes from a close place now what's a close place? Rav says it means that you know for a fact that it came from within the Tchum from the guy's house Shmuel says even if it's Suffolk and the Gemara brings a Raya like Shmuel because Rabbi Huda holds that if you have a bath house small bath that it's possible there's a slight possibility that there was a person that had many slaves and they were able to fill up the bath immediately after Shabbos even though it's a big safik, you could use the bath so therefore in our case also since it's a Suffolk you could use it If you have a city that has non-Jews and Jews let's say half are Jews, half are non-Jews that use the bathhouse or even most of the people that use it are Jewish you have to wait after Shabbos as long as it takes to heat up that water but if most of the users of the bathhouse are non-Jewish, you can use the water immediately. If a non-Jew made a coffin and he dug a grave you're permitted to use that grave if he made it for himself. But if we don't know, let's say it's in a place where typically a Jew is not buried in the middle of a street somewhere, and right there you have the grave, you have the coffin, the halacha is, you're permitted to use it, but if he made it specifically for the Jew, it's also to use the grave and the coffin forever. The Mishnah says, you're permitted to do anything for the dead on Shabbos. You're allowed to anoint him with oil, you're allowed to wash him, as long as you don't move any part of the mace even the eyelid let's say he's heating up a little bit you want to put him on the ground you don't touch the mace you tip over the mattress and let him fall to the ground you're permitted to tie a mace's jaw so it doesn't open up more you're now allowed to tie it tight where it closes it same Allah would be if a beam in the house starts falling down you're allowed to put a bench or a bed underneath it so it doesn't fall more but you're now allowed to push it back up into position Remember told his Talmud it's us to wash the floor in Shabbos. We're concerned of so you're going to smooth out the dirt. Therefore, even on a non-dirt floor, let's say stone floor, you're not, I told this Talmud, it's also to put down oil because of the chashash you're going to confuse the two. But there's no chashash that you're going to mix a floor up with a mace. Therefore, you're allowed to put oil on a mace. We learn from the Mishnah that you're allowed to put any cooling device on the mace's stomach so that it doesn't swell, you'll have to plug holes of the body so ear doesn't enter and swell. Shlomo HaMelech has a tremendous arichos in Kohelas describing the human body and what happens as a person ages. And the idea is that we should realize that we don't live forever and we aren't going to be here forever. And we should do as many mitzvahs as we can and learn as much tire as we can. And he says, a person is similar to a pail in a well. One side has a weight, the other side has a a pail. And when the rope snaps, the chevel, it snaps, and that is a muscle to the spine. And he goes on to say, and the pail is like the stomach, or the other side is like the bris. And the jaw starts going, and the teeth, the, the waist of a human being starts coming up from where it came out, from where it came in. the the shine, the glow that a person has on his forehead, he starts having wrinkles in his forehead his neshama, his jaw etc Rav Huna says that this person comes to say people that indulge in materialism they make every day like a yontif and they forget about the Torah and Levi says after three days a person's after a person dies, three days later his stomach swells and explodes basically saying take this food that you put in, take it back the Mishnah says you don't close the eye of the dead on Shabbos ever even way after the Misa, it's mukta, and on the weekday, you cannot do it, at the season Neshama, it could be as if you are, hasting the Misa, you're making it closer, and you, that's Ritzicha. similar to a candle, that's about to go out, and you put your finger on it, if you want to close the Mesa's eyes, B'derech Guli, you put, you blow some wine into its nose, oil on its eyelids, and then you hold the two large toes, and it should close by itself, the Gemara tells us that we're Mechal Shabbos for a small baby why? because eventually this baby is going to be Mechayim Shabbos many times over but if you have a person as great as David HaMelech who's laying dead, we're not Mechal Shabbos like the Pusik says once a person is dead can no longer be Mechayim Mitzvah a live baby, doesn't. you don't have to watch them from damage, from animals, from rats from weasels, but a person as strong as David Melchabash and laying dead you have to immediately watch him the Gemara tells us that a lion will not attack two people walking together. And if it does, it's because it looked as if these people were animals. They did have various that they, they deserve to die. It's also to sleep by yourself in a house. And if you do, there's a shade called Lilis, that will take control over you. Yerushim Allah says, if you have the opportunity to do tzedakah, do it right now, don't wait. And this is what Shalom said. Once Mashiach comes, there's no more tzedakah There's no aniyim. Shmuel holds that when Mashiach comes, everything goes keseder. There will be aniyim, just no sheep and malchias a person should constantly daven that he shouldn't be poor his children, his grandchildren because being poor is a galgal it's like a wheel; it constantly comes back every three generations Adamul doesn't have anios, but if you see that he's an ani he won't have to go knocking on doors people will support him Rebchia told his wife be careful that if a poor person comes to the door give them bread before they even ask because you don't want that our children when they become poor they shall have to ask and it's not a curse, because as we said, every three generations, Anius comes. This amazing idea that if you have Rachmanus on a Baruch creations, even animals, and non-Jews, a Baruch has Rachmanus on you, but if you don't, Shalom, the opposite is true. Tears come back to a person up until 40 years old, after 40 they don't come back. Kekhal, the pace they put on your eyes, up until 40, after 40 just holds the eyesight as is, but doesn't improve. The woman tells us a crazy story of Hanina's daughter was nifter and he wouldn't cry and his wife said, what? Is she like a chicken to you? And he said, no. Of course I'm very sad. But if I cry, it could cause blindness and I don't want it to cause blindness. I don't want to lose my daughter and become blind. The smoke that causes tears and avelos and working hard in the bathroom, those are very bad for the eyesight. But if it comes from medicine or laughter or fruit, that's very good for the eyesight. Have a wonderful day.